happier place to be. I won't cry Maple syrup is the best. It's so yeah. good. Just be present with me and love me. I won't cry Wow. 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 When they started doing this weird, hello. Hello. <laughs> When you're talking about uh, breakaway civilizations and possibilities of, um, you know, ancient humanoids that still could be around, that's where I think um, maybe Bigfoot might come in. Okay, guys, welcome back to the Grand America Show. We are going to be chatting with Chris Matthew from Forbidden Knowledge News a little bit later. Little swap cast, fun little swap cast we had. So a good little podcast over there. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I stole your line. <laughs> um, that was a fun show. Chris says uh, we've been. Uh, I've noticed him on Twitter for a long time. It was nice to finally chat with him. You know, I thought he was a no agenda night, but now I see he's a podcaster. So. This is a problem with me not listening to podcasts. Yeah, exactly. I'm totally, you know, behind the times on on all these podcasts. But he has great tweets, and he likes my stuff, which is even better. I think he's in the Union of the Unwanted a couple times with us. That's really where we got to know him as well. Did I tell you that uh, I got Jason Kenny's phone number? Yeah, you did. Yeah, you sent it to me. Yeah, you sent me a picture of. Uh, my text to you, uh, and above that was Jason Kenny's text. And what did it say? Lockdown's over. Locked it, like I've texted him a couple times. I'm surprised he hasn't blocked me yet. That's not his real number, though, is it? Like his cell number, his personal cell, you think? Or? As far as I know, it is. Yeah. Did he answer at all? He has not answered me. He hasn't answered. But as of this morning, he has not blocked me either. So just for people context, we, we ramble a little bit here before the show comes on, do an intro, and uh, Darren's talking about our premiere of Alberta, right? The one who's... I guess he's in charge-ish. The one who's following the science. Threatening lockdowns. Threatening lockdowns. What was, what'd, you text him? what'd you text him? So far? Yeah. said, please, Mr. Kenny. No, you didn't. No more lockdowns. No, you just said no more lockdowns. That was well, like, that was the first one. Yeah. yeah. So what do we got? And so then you far? got more polite after that? And the lockdowns. Please, Mr. Kenny, give us a freedom back to act like adults. No more lockdowns. Also, please come on the show. America.ca. Oh my god, dude. You're just shining a big bright fucking light on her in her face. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if you get Kenny on here? I don't want Kenny I on mean, here. I don't we're want probably any one of the bigger I don't podcasts want the pol- in Alberta. Probably, but I don't want the politicians on here. They're they're messing everything up completely. We'll I I'm we'll, just totally we'll I'm where you were like a couple of years we'll ago. I'm like up. enough with the politics. It's just what? disgusting. You're there? There's you can't get through to them. There's nothing to say to them. Does that mean you're like done with all of it? Yeah, dude. I've been done with all of it what since your birthday. Do? Since my birthday? Yeah. That was like three months ago. I know. You have not been done with all I of it. I have. No, you're pa- fucking. I have. You're like running around the office, showing people articles. But what? You have like Texas Rangers baseball games, that's, pictures. That's not politics. Isn't it? 
Well, I mean, kind of, I guess. Oh, I mean, so you're a COVID warrior now. That's a good point. That's a, a good point. Fighter. Is it politics, right? So, yeah, I'm, I'm just, it's frustrating in Canada because they don't follow the science. They follow the propaganda. They really do. I mean, I don't know if we want to get into it here. Let's, I kind of yeah, want to rant on our other, I kind of want to rant on our other show about that, but I'm just not, I just, I don't have any time for them right now. They open the gates. What gates? The mountain gates. Oh, did they? Today's the second. No, right? you went. Did you go? I went today. Yeah. Was there a lot of cars? A lot of people getting out? There was, uh, yeah, there was a lot of people out. More than you expected. It was snowing up there. The roads are still a bit sketchy and wet. What was that picture you showed of a sheep or something? Right up. That was a sheep. Right up close to your car? They came, came right, right up, up to you? What? It was just one EU. EU? Is that what it is? EUI? EU. EU. It was a female sheep. Anyway. Wow. And you didn't shoot it or? Nah, I'm not shooting girls right now. Oh. It's the season she's probably pregnant. Well, how do you even know it's a girl? Well, if you can't tell the difference between a boy and a girl, you got no business hunting. Was it the horns? Well, yeah, that's the easy way to tell. Okay, okay. I don't know this. I don't know have big curly ones. Okay, okay. And then the females have the straight horns? It's funny. She came running up the road. Like that was a close picture, dude. I thought, oh, dude, I pet it. I was petting it. I was petting it. A wild you? Yeah. Wow. Ran up to the window and I rolled down the window, what? came up, I took a picture and I was like, I stuck my hand out and it didn't like run away. So I just pet it. I didn't have any food to give it or nothing. So I just pet it a couple of times and, and let it live. Wow. Ultimately. Wow. Was, I went on my way, went up to the top of the mountain, not to the top. Didn't go to the top today, but it's top of, top of the road. The pass is open so you can drive through the very top of the chain lake pass, which is super, uh, Way up there. Is that the one that goes up behind uh, Kananaskis? Yeah, you're probably like, uh, I mean, honestly, if you spend an hour hiking up there, you could be at the peak. You'd probably be at the peak in an hour from there and be on what the peak of that mountain anyway. It's a sweet spot. Yeah. It's fucking gnarly up there. Cool. I was cutting in and out of all those roads, checking the gates. That's the only one that's open so far is that one. The other ones are still closed. I've seen some deer, a bunch of deer. I'm not in the mood for shooting deer right now either. I'm very specifically looking for rams right now. I'm getting ready to go fishing. It's a week till fishing, till fishing opens up. And I got my boat. And as soon as I get back from Washington, I'm going fishing. Probably, wow. Probably the next day. Good for you. Actually, awesome. The next day is Mother's Day. My mom will be here. So awesome. I won't be able to sneak out fishing. Maybe unless I take mom fishing. There you go. Right on. Awesome. Anyway, that's it. Washington, by the way. Everyone's going there right now. People are in Soap Lake already partying. Well, do you want to talk about that or no? Well, I guess we should talk about it a little bit because there's another event now coming up. Another Randall Carlson Scablands tour. So there's one coming up this Wednesday, right? Or it's tomorrow. It starts but tomorrow you're but you're four. you're heading up on Wednesday. Um, I'm heading up Wednesday morning. I might even head up Tuesday night. We'll probably head up Wednesday morning. Get down there Wednesday night. And everyone else gets there tomorrow. There's a bunch of people there already because a bunch of people got in yeah, they want day to get there early. Yeah. Randall's there day early. Brad's yeah. there. Our buddy Mike, liberal Mike's there a day early. Um, he got escorted of a bar last night. In, no way. In Rapid City. Is that what that was about? not wearing a mask. Really? Yeah. Escorted out and everyone clapped while they did it. Oh, my God. 
What 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 uh, what state you was know, this? It's funny. I thought they it's were. It's got to be either Montana or Wyoming. But I thought they were all free, free down there. Private businesses, bro. And everybody was happy about Which, it. I guess. Oh Which my I God. mean, at that level, I guess I can't help but agree with it. Agree with what? The private businesses should be allowed to say you have to wear a mask, like a hardware store say, but they should also be allowed to say you don't have to wear a mask. Or what about it? What about if you have an exemption, though? I mean, what, then you don't. Well, come that's in different. Or... I'm not getting into all that. They should always let you in with an exemption. They should be super chill about it, right? Yeah. But I can see how it can be part of the no shirts, no shoes, yeah, yeah, sort of thing. Yeah. Because in Mexico, I could buy a beer with no shirt or no. no shoes. I know, but it's just the weird part to me is that I thought a lot of those states were kind of more open and sort of oh, yeah, free flowing, so that the people the think. people are that masky is kind of weird. I mean, I could see it that up weird. here. I could see that in New York and California and Chicago. You know what else is kind of cool? I was talking, texting with Mike today, and he was at Glacier National Park. Yeah. And I was way down south there by Chain Lakes. We're probably like, as the crow flies, only like two hours, two and a half hours away from each other. Yeah. Like, probably like less than 200 miles away from each other as the crow yeah. flies. Crazy to think about. Yeah. Anyway, I'll see him on Wednesday anyway. Cause yeah, I'm right on. Down, but the whole event's starting tomorrow. They're kicking it off. I think they're going to check out the Potholes Cataract tomorrow. They'll probably rip over to Dry Falls Overlook and check out that shit. And then I'll get down there Wednesday. I got to bring Kyle a guitar. Nice. He didn't bring his guitar. Russ did remember his drum. So I'm bringing a guitar. Also bring a violin. They requested that I bring my violin. Nice. So that uh, be a whole, apparently there's a lady there that can play it, which would be good. Be a whole maybe down, she whole can shindig. teach me. She can yeah. teach me some uh, violin. would yeah. be great. Cool. And of course, Dave Matheson's going to be there doing some star stuff. going to be fantastic. The Snake Bros are back. Party time. And we're going back Wednesday. Now, this is our longest event we've ever done. Five days? Six days, technically. Longest well, event with days. one group. Longest event with one group. Yeah. The other so event had Monday, three groups. All the way Monday to you check in Monday yeah. afternoon, do some stuff Monday night. You have dinner Monday night. Uh, the whole event's catered. You have breakfast fucking Saturday morning, and you hit the road. And that's five days jam-packed with Randall Carlson and Brad Young showing you the sights, Dave Matheson showing you the stars at night. And that's coming back in September. We snuck another contact at the cabin event in this year um, with all those guys. And then that'll turn into an annual in the fall. It'll always be in the fall. There won't be another spring Scablands tour. This one won't be again until September 2022. So if you want to get in on that scab lines tour and not wait 18 months, you got to get on this one. Contact at thecabin.com slash Carlson. Make a deposit. Get in on that. While you're there, you can check out con uh, the other events. If you go to contact at thecabin.com, all three events listed there. There's the scab lines one with Randall, of course. There's the Canyons event in Utah with uh, Matheson at Bryce Canyon and Brandon Powell doing the cold training, the Wim Hof training. Of course, Brandon Powell's with us at our Magic and Manifestation event in Arizona, uh, February 10th to 13th, 2022. Action-packed calendar, fantastic events. Get in there when you can. Contact at thecabin.com. Uh, what do you want to jump to next? I don't know. I got a listener thing I promised from last uh, last week. It's a sort of a, a, a dream. I believe it's a, uh, what is it, a dream thing? Oh, yeah, it's kind of like a, a crazy dream story. 
uh, from Innerly Lad, and also I've got a project operation as well. A project and a, operation, and a quote, yeah. Hmm. So whatever you want to do first. Well, let me see if I can uh, find my shit to get going here. Why don't we start with? Bingo, bango, social media jingle. Don't forget to rate, comment, and or subscribe to the Grime America newsletter. Bingo, bango, social media jingle. Don't forget to rate, comment, and all right we could jump on to the social media do some things we'll jump to the youtube i guess it's always fun always fun to see what's on the youtubes we got hmm, from callan on the audio recording of recovery dharma i'm greatly i'm greatly appreciate you posting this I'm in recovery and I've had a hard time tell till I've discovered an alternative approach that works with my Buddhism. Wow. Uh, you guys from Prairie Dog, you guys need to interview Mark Emery, the Prince of Pot. I enjoy your podcast and I think you guys ask some great questions on your interviews. Mark is an interesting guy. And I think he really is on the same wavelength as you guys and your viewers, including me. Anyway, I love your show, Listening on Rockfin. Ah, from Kiss Off. Ah, I love Randall. Such a badass. LOL. I like that crappy attempt. I like that that crappy attempt at a segue did not phase Randall. What if Alien came and abducted all the mammoths for their meat? <laughs> Like the cows. Uh, here's one more. I'll do one more from Nick Schroeder on the super trailer for Grammarica Goes Deep on Rockfin on the climate change super trailer. One, by reflecting away 30% of ISR, the albedo, which would not exist without the atmosphere, GHGs, greenhouse gases, make the earth cooler than it would be without that atmosphere. Like that reflective panel set behind the windshield. Remove the atmosphere. Greenhouse gases in the earth would become much like the moon and mercury. A barren rock with a 0.1 albedo, 20% more like KJ slash H hot. Bo oh boy. You know, I'm not going to read that one because it's a little too scientific. You have to read that one. Is that the guy that emailed you for to yeah, get on the he's show? Gonna, he's going to come on Rockfin. Okay, cool. I'm, I'm in the process of scheduling him. He's got some slides together. Instead of that, I'll jump to this one. Uh, from Rowan O'Neill. Yowie was part of the story of the Southern Cross constellation and the first death of man. The Yowie put the body into the ghost gum tree, gave it red eyes, and it launched into space, creating the Southern Cross. There was a port of a Yowie playing with fire, smashing it out when caught with his bare hands, grabbing a smoldering branch, then running off into the bush. Wow. There's an aboriginal... There there are Aboriginal elders who communicate with the Featherfoot slash little ones and ceremony with them. The big ones out here don't talk with them. It's the little ones that talk. Elders still converse with them till this day. 
They tell them about cameras and whatnot. Bateman's Bay Area, NSW, New South Wales, what you call samurai chatter is what we call Aboriginal dialect. They sound like they speak an Aboriginal language. Wow, that's fantastic. All right, what do you want to go do next? No, uh, whatever you want. Email, email or... Another edition of the American Goodies by the people. All the people. Is that for the email? Okay, get this. So this is kind of a synchro type thing. We've heard this theme before. It's it's interesting though. So here's a story I've told few people, and this is from Innerly Lad in the chats. I wrote it up a few months ago as an email. I was going to send it to at Gray America, Gray America, but never sent it and forgot. So I'll just post it here. Actually, I did pull it off the chats, I think. And I think I emailed it to myself. It happened way back when I was 13 years old playing Little League baseball. Me and a good buddy were good enough to make the traveling team. So every weekend we'd be playing tournaments all over small towns in northeastern Ontario, Sudbury area, home of the Big Nickel. Google it. On this specific weekend, we were playing in Sault Ste. Marie. My parents couldn't make it, so I hopped in with some friends and family, and off we went. We all crammed into a single hotel room. Naturally, my buddy's parents have the bed. His sister has the pull-out couch, and me and him are on the cement floor. We order up some supper, watch a movie or two, turn the lights out, and go to sleep. I lived in Sudbury for a while. Oh, yeah? Yeah, that's right. Cool. At 3 a.m., our silent slumber is broken by my buddy's mom screaming at the top of her lungs and crying, Lisa is dead. Lisa is dead. I know it. She's dead. It was actually kind of terrifying, but after a few minutes, she calmed down and we all somehow managed to fall back asleep for a few hours. The next morning, as we were all sitting around and eating our free continental breakfast before spending a long and hot day at the Ball Diamonds, my buddy's mom gets a phone call at the hotel receptionist. It's her good friend, Sarah. Lisa passed away last night at 3 a.m. Well, it goes without saying that all five of us were pretty freaked out by what we had just experienced. And from that day forward, for whatever reason, I was not afraid of death or dying. At 13 years of age, I had a very different outlook on life and consciousness and all the things we can't quite explain just yet. I recently got in contact with my old baseball buddy and asked him about that night. And this was the response he sent me. I know it was freaky as hell. I don't know if she said she dreamt it or if she woke up and hallucinated it, but it felt real to her. Whether or not her friend was in the room, she was in the room in her dream. I remember her saying that she was right there in the corner, like floating and glowing and shit. Bingo, bango. Anyways, that's my time. I've rambled enough. Wow, that'd be wild. Eh? I mean, that, like, that's, a, that's a life changer, right? Like That changes the way he looks at life, right? Just from an experience of being away with another family on a ball trip. I mean, that's the weird thing. Right? It's not like at home with your regular friends and family. To have something like that just happen out of the blue and probably change their two lives, right? You would think after that, like, stuff, reality is different, you know? Totally. Huh. I love it. All right. Maria had a, Maria had a past life healing with... Uh, so yesterday, so her, her tummy's been pretty bad. And, mm-hmm. uh, and, uh, yesterday started feeding her anything other than meat. Uh, she, no, she's still on the carnivore diet. I mean, it's helped in a lot of ways for sure, but it's still, it's still her, her stomach, her tummy's still bad. But, uh, I scheduled her with Joanne DiMaggio for a past life healing. 
And it went pretty good for her. She was very, very descriptive and lucid in her description of her past life. Really interesting. And, uh, I mean, so far, like she's been glowing. She's, she's been like her tummy, like pain went away right away. It was weird. So we'll see how long that lasts. If you know, let's see how it goes. But she went out, I went out and bought her a couple more books on past life stuff and she's super fascinated by it. So big thanks to our past guest, Joanne DiMaggio about that. It was great. Thank you. If anybody else is interested, she said she uh, got good feedback from our show. A couple of people had gone to see her from the show. So, I mean, that is always fantastic when people email us or email our guests or when they hear about books and stuff and, and they, they make contact with our guests. It's cool that our guests know that they came from Grimerica. You know? Totally. Yeah. That's so thank you. you thank you for listeners for, for doing that and following through with some of our guests. We really appreciate that. And then, oh, and, oh, this is the quote of the week. Oh, you bastard. You tricked me. Darren, can you tricked him again. I talked to the border guard again today, and he seemed pretty chill on essential travel. What essential travel? Really? Yeah. He's like, we don't care about tests. We're not looking at tests. I was That's like, funny. so anyone can drive down? He's like, well, no, it's going to be essential travel. <laughs> well, now I have the, uh, I've, I've sort of dropped the ball on the quotes. I had one here. Maybe you could just Ready call him go, and tell him exactly what you're up to. I did. Oh, what yeah, they say? And he no. said the, he said, yeah, I did. I tried. And he said, no, it needs to be essential. Like he was pretty cool about it, but he's like, you got to find a way to tell, to prove to me it's essential kind of thing. So they do seem cool at those border crossings or those little ones. Much cooler. Yeah. So here's a quote. Um, Hmm. I had it about, it was about peace, but then I thought, uh, should I just skip it? Skip the quote? No, I'm just After the jingle? I'll I'll find it, I'll find it. What's wrong with that quote? I lost it again. What? Yeah. Okay, if if peace, okay, here, if peace is our single aim in all we do, we will always know what to do because we will do whatever will protect and deepen our peace. Who's that by? Mahatma Gandhi. <laughs> Gerald Jemplowski. I knew it. <laughs> Jemplowski. I knew it was either. Jemplowski. I knew it was either him or the other one. That wasn't the one I had, though, but next time I'll, I'll do a better job at saving it. What's that noise? But it's military to me, definitely military. Probably classified too. Dishfire, Prism, Sentry Eagle, Sigma, Mannerkin, Artichoke, MK Ultra. Operation Project. So, this is another one from a listener, and I really appreciate the emails. I get some awesome documents. People just send me stuff, and I try and keep articles and cool documents aside, so maybe we can narrate them for the other show, maybe for our Outlawed show. AmericaOutlawed.ca. Yep. And this is from uh, the Department of the Army, U.S. Army Operation Group, the U.S. Army Intelligence and Security Command uh, from Fort George, Meade, Maryland, and it's in from June 1983, June 9th, 1983. And the subject 
is the analysis and assessment of gateway process. So do you know what that is, Darren? Do you remember? No. Yeah. It's the Monroe Institute and the gateway, the out-of-body right. experiences and the astral travel and all that. So this is to the command of the U.S. Army Operational Group from the Department of the Army. So, number one, you tasked, I mean, this is a fascinating document. I'm only going to read like a couple paragraphs from it, but it's 30 pages. I'd love to read the whole thing. And then I got another one on adrenochrome studies from Saskatoon in the 60s, dude. It's fantastic. They studied it in, in animals and humans is back it, in the is 60s. The, is the professor still around? I don't know. That'd be, we should have him on, eh? That'd be cool. So number one, you tasked me to provide an assessment of the gateway experience in terms of its mechanics and ultimate practicality. As I set out to fulfill that task, it soon became clear that in order to assess the validity and practicality of the process, I needed to do enough supporting research and analysis to fully understand how and why the process works. Frankly, sir, that proved to be an extremely involved and difficult business. Initially, based on conversations with a physician who took the gateway training with me, I had recourse to the biomedical models developed by Itzhak Bentov to obtain information concerning the physical aspects of the process. So it goes into talking about Niels Bohr and some quantum physics stuff. I mean, these guys get pretty deep. And they talk about uh, the right brain intuitive insight to achieve basically a comfortable grasp of the concepts. And uh, paradoxically, he says, having gone to such great lengths to avoid trying to render judgments based on an occult or dogmatic frame of reference, in the end, I found it necessary to return at least briefly to the question of the impact of the gateway experience on common belief systems. So he says, uh, in, in the introduction, he says, in order to describe the Monroe Institute technique for achieving altered states of consciousness, the gateway experience, Involving brain hemisphere synchronization or hemisync, the most effective way to begin is to briefly profile the basic mechanics which underlay operation of related methods, such as hypnosis, transcendental meditation, and biofeedback. It's easy, it is easiest to effectively describe what gateway is by beginning with a short description of these associated techniques. So then they get into like the hypnosis part, the transcendental meditation, they show pictures of the brain and the, you know, the sensory cortex and how the hemisync works. Like they get into quite a bit. They talk about Kundalini psychosis and transcendence. And then they talk about uh, fundamentally, and this is gateway and hemisync. Fundamentally, the gateway experience is a training system designed to bring enhanced strength, focus, and coherence to the amplitude and frequency of brainwave output between the left and right hemispheres so as to alter consciousness, moving it outside the physical sphere so as to ultimately escape even the, the restrictions of time and space. The participant then gains access to the various levels of intuitive knowledge which the universe offers. <laughs> and I mean, this is like at the high-level army kind of thing, right? Like they're doing this analysis. And then they get into... Um, this is what I find so fascinating. I mean, they're trying to physically describe how this is scientifically working. And I mean, I'm sure there's other scientists doing it as well, but that the army is involved is interesting. So they get into a little section here that says the belief system considerations. And we've heard about some of these people ourselves. In 1967, Alexandria David Neal and Lama Yongden wrote a book entitled Secret Oral Teachings in Tibetan Buddhist Sex. Sects, not sex. Uh -huh. 
from which the following quote is taken. The tangible world is movement, say the masters, not a collection of moving objects, but movement itself. This goes back to like the, the, uh, um, the vibe, everything is vibration, like basically hermeticism. Brandon Powell's got some interesting stuff on like the human body and star athletes following a sacred geometry sort of vortex wow. movement pattern. Yeah. Fantastic. There is no objects in movement. It is the movement which constitutes the objects which appear to us. There are nothing but movement. This movement has continued an infinitely rapid succession of flashes of energy in Tibetan, Sol or Shog. All objects perceptible to our senses, all phenomena of whatever kind and whatever aspect they may assume are constituted by a rapid succession of instantaneous events. The classic description of the universal hologram is found in the Hindu Sutra, which says, In the heaven of Indra, there is said to be a network of pearls so arranged that if you look at one, you see all the others reflected in it. It sounds like a hologram, holographic universe of Nassim Harriman, you know? And they talk about the Taurus in this, actually. So the, I'll skip ahead to the conclusion where they have like A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, D, like a whole bunch at, at the end, but I'll just read the paragraph and the conclusion. There is sound rational basis in terms of physical science parameters for considering gateway to be a plausible in terms of its essential objectives. Intuitional insights of not only personal, but of a practical and professional nature would seem to be within the bounds of reasonable expectations. There you go. There you have it. Yeah. So, I don't know. I want to read that whole thing one day. It's pretty cool. As you should. Uh, Gramerica.ca slash support, guys. If you're getting some value from the podcast, this will be episode number 492 coming at you. Are you putting uh, intros in too, or teasers in from yeah, Rockfin? Yeah, I'm going to throw two oh, teasers yeah. in from Rockfin, both of them with, uh, for the, well, one teaser. Why, really. you, you're going to do two or one? One, right? Well, I'm just going to do the whole Jared Murphy. Oh, are you? Okay. Experience. Okay. All in one. Okay. For the first two episodes on Rockfin for Jared Murphy. Um, fantastic chat with a fantastic Oh, yeah. Cat Wasn't that great? Oh, my God. DNA it was good to talk stuff. to him again. Yeah, yeah, fun stuff right along that Atlantis sort of lines, lost civilization, fun stuff. Uh, Gramerica.ca slash support. If you're getting some value from the podcast, 492 episodes will be hitting 500 right away. So the buck an episode, pretty easy to figure out where you stand. Um, but, you know, if it's worth, what's show worth to you every month? Is it worth, uh, you know, we come at you every week, never miss, free show. Uh, what's worth price of a cup of coffee, bag of chips, chocolate bar. Um, what else? A video game, mask, the peep show, a mask, box of masks. Uh, you tell us and head over to grabamerica.ca slash support. Find out today and decide Stripe, PayPal, all the options are there. While you're there on the internet doing stuff, head over to grabamericaoutlaw.ca. Check out our other podcast over there. Head over to rockfin.com slash grabamerica. Check out that stuff. Uh, we also got audiobooks. Audiobooks over at adultbrain.ca for the first time in the history of the world. Secret Doctrine, Volume 1 by H.P. Blavatsky, Cosmogenesis, available as an audiobook. Adultbrain.ca, head over there today, check it out. What else we got? We got swag, some awesome shirts, cool fucking. Uh, 
All sorts of great. Well, if you got to wear a mask, wear this is bullshit mask from Drake Mask. There, there's uh, what do you call those neck gaiter things? There's bandanas. America.ca slash swag. All that fantastic stuff. Stuff. Join the chats. America.ca slash chats. Enjoy these teasers. Fantastic friend of the show, Jared Murphy. You know we'll end up doing an event with that guy one day, and uh, and then enjoy the fantastic chat after that. With, uh, who's it again? Chris Matthew. Chris Matthew. Forbidden Knowledge News. The Swapcast. That's right. It's not a chat. It's a Swapcast. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it is kind of, it's like, he's asking us more questions, to be honest. Like, I I felt like it was more like we're on his show. So, yeah. you guys might know a lot about this already, because we chatted a lot about our stuff. Our stuff? Yeah. Ourselves and the show and all that. Round. I mean, I tried to I tried to ask Chris some questions back, but you know, it was pretty cool. Enjoy the chat. Well, it sure looks like that these giant megalithic constructions that are all over the earth were here pre-younger Dryas, which means it seems like we were all in ruins and kind of making do with whatever we could eat. And then we have this period where Prior to Younger Dryas, we have it in our minds where we're just getting over it ourselves right now, where we're thinking, well, that's when this society existed, this global giant pyramid society. Everything was going on around the world. It was all connected. And I think that when I mentioned such a long time ago, and I've spoke about it since, is that city off the coast of Cuba is 2,300 feet underwater that the, the husband and wife... Uh, team that was looking for gold from Spanish galleons was given permission. It's been like 16 years now, and we've heard nothing about it. There's a photo everyone can go look at about this pyramid city off the coast of Cuba. Well, it's 2,300 feet deep, and it only could have been above water at least 50,000 years ago. There has been work done that ties into our ancient megalithic past that was done starting with Burr, a researcher in the 1940s who started photographing. Um, he used unsprouted seeds to plants and he used salamanders. And what he found was is that there was a magnetic energy pattern. And whether it was an unfertilized egg or whether it was an unsprouted seed, so a seed before it's been given water and to grow, whether aeroponically or in, or in terra preta or any soil, what was really cool is that it looked like the fully grown plant. And so did the salamander, that the magnetic field within this unfertilized egg, and they did not expect to see that. What if we just have to unpack all the stored genomes? And when you think you were Cleopatra a thousand years ago, maybe you're just tapping into that collective consciousness and the collective human. They figured out in 2008, I think I mentioned it a while ago, but forgive me if I did, but it's Harvard figures out in 2008 how to store a 55,000-word book on, on human RNA. Then, fast forward, they can, they can now store over a terabyte of info on a gram of DNA. Russia's defense minister has announced the plan for the DNA cloning of ancient Siberian warriors and their horses. <laughs> 3,000 years. I don't know if it's, uh, is it Scythian or Scathian? Which is it? I think it's Scythian, but I'm, I'm not Scythian? sure. Scythian, evolution as we know it may be true, but it could be 2 billion or 3 billion years ago. I mean, there's paleoanthropological evidence of actual anatomically correct humans, uh, well, 5 million years old, 20 million years old, 60 million years old. And it's not just because 
Michael Cremo wants it to be true for the um, uh, Hindu Vedas, but the reality is, although the Hindu Vedas talk about the humans and the gods extending much further back than you know Christian stories, the reality is paleoanthropology from the 1800s on started locating and finding anatomically correct human bits and layers of earth that were not intrusive burials, and oops, that's a problem. But then through sedimentary granular remains, they identified and they've started to identify the flora and fauna, which ties us into this very important article, which also gets us back to cloning, which hopefully gets everyone to wake up. Neanderthal nuclear DNA retrieved from sediments helps unlock ancient human history, which I know what's been up. And yeah, nothing like some uh, Max Planck, right? And these anthropologists, archaeologists said, hey, can you date the site? And it's very famous now. Weatlaco was dated by Virginia Steen McIntyre and her team to be 275,000 years wow, old. Wow, wow. Where, where, where's this one? Northern Mexico okay. in Weatlaco. Wow. And northern central Mexico. And not only is it for sure a anatomically correct, it's a human site. They are not Neanderthals. They were not Denisovan. Um which I have a, uh, another ch- uh, another conversation on that when we come around to it. But what what we're talking about, though, is the archaeologists saying to her and her team, no, you don't understand. We might be willing to accept that humans may have been in America to 36,000 years. You, you, you understand that we have a playbook, and this is, oh my in God. short, part of the issue, which is how and why, what disaster happened that, Denisovan, Neanderthal, and humans, and a mystery 14% genome, all mixed. And and again, standard academia is saying 50-ish thousand years ago. So they're not willing to say older, but they're also not willing to say that, you know, they're just not saying it couldn't be. They, in pulling uh, sedimentary evidence from under salt water and getting flora and fauna information... And now, if you have a grave and you pull up DNA evidence that it's just turned to dust, it means platting out, like in northern Africa right now, There's you saw the news on the new revealed uh, Egyptian city. Uh, we wanted to uh, recognize people that are saying kind of F you to standard academia and just moving ahead with research like Dr. Jack, you know, Gerald Pollack, you know, Jerry Pollack, you know, the fourth phase of water uh, discoverer. And, you know, he formed a whole scientific institution that said, hey, if you have an idea that doesn't conform with standard academia, well, we're going to make sure that you have a platform to do your research and not get defunded and, and do work that's really going to it's not about just discovering our past. It's it, it it does relate, actually. You know, part of the, I'm not going to say bitching, but just us starting with the casual conversation on this ridiculousness around COVID, um, the issue is how do you stay healthy? How do you improve your health? Not just that. If Who doesn't want to wake up every day and feel the best they've ever felt all day and never have a high, a low, be hangry, be actually connected and more connected not only with their life and their passions, but with each other? So here we go. Genetic evidence suggests a Denisovan uh, presence in the Pacific Islands. So a new genetic study is provided. And here we go, April 24th, right, uh, this year. So important data to evolutionary scientists seeking to trace the migratory movements and culture interactions of people who settle in the South Pacific, islands of Oceania, 
like Teotihuacan took 99 years to uncover. Wow. And that's what this one is. Here? And, yeah. and, and they're not done. So like, if you look below, you have the grass and the pyramids uncovered, right? But that doesn't explain what's in the ground. It's only recent that they admitted that Teotihuacan has massive amounts of tunnels underneath it, exactly like the Giza pyramid, exactly <laughs> like all other pyramid complexes. In six days, I'll be doing a live lecture at America's Stonehenge. And uh, Dennis Stone invited me and uh, Jennifer, we are going to plan an archaeological dig, which I'd love to involve you guys from a interview. Part of me going out to America's Stonehenge, which is at least 8,000 years old, it's, it's in New Salem, New Hampshire. It's part of one of, a, a, the estimate is about 800 sites like it that move, that uh, flow into Canada. So it, it's cross-border. And it's a society that includes... Um, They've identified serpentine walls on the site. It's definitely pre-colonial. It was occupied in the colonial times. He went out and said, hey, I think we're going to chop off this 50 by 25 foot section of earth of, of uh, at this quarry. And we're going to safely, you know, we're going to cut it off without breaking it. Lost ancient high technology and its forgotten uses, mystified, deified turned into a religion, turned into a faith, turned into a mystery, turned into a cult, turned into a, something to, you know, put your left foot in and turn it all about. How do you explain this? It's so applicable to our health, our fitness, longevity, possibly indefinite longevity, our technology. Um, well, look, America makes enough food alone to feed the world. Welcome back to Forbidden Knowledge News. I'm your host, Chris Matthew. Tonight, we've got an amazing swap cast. Uh, tonight, we have Darren Grimes and Graham Dunlop from Grimerica. Uh, before I bring them on, I want to remind you to subscribe to Forbidden Knowledge News on LBRY.TV. We're also always available on all popular podcast platforms. Uh, definitely check us out on Rockfin. That's where you get all our premium content. Uh, you can get Forbidden Knowledge News Con. We had this year, you get uh, last year's Forbidden Knowledge News Con. You're going to get all our regular shows and the premium content from all the amazing content creators on Rock 10, including the guys from Garmerica. Um, just click the link in the description or visit rockfin.com slash FKN plus to sign up today. Also, uh, protect yourself from harmful EMF radiation with EMF Harmonized. They offer protection from harmful electromagnetic frequencies for your phone, computer, or tablet, and your routers. I have one on my computer and cell phone. It's a little disc. goes directly on your devices, and I've noticed a major difference. I'm not feeling as groggy. I sleep better at night, and I have more energy during the day, especially even after spending hours in front of my computer or near my phone. The products were created by a mechanical engineer with three decades of experience in EMFs and telecommunication. Just use the link below. Check out EMF Harmonize and see what they have to offer. Tonight, I'm going to welcome Darren Grimes and Grand Dunlop from the Grimerica Show. If you aren't familiar, it's an amazing podcast. Guys, you guys cover the same things that mostly we cover here. Uh, how are you guys doing tonight? Good, Chris. Thanks for having us on, buddy. And we love your work, and it's great to uh, chat with you. Definitely. Well, let's start. How long have you guys been doing the show, and what got you interested in these uh, topics that you cover? Uh, it's that's a pretty big question, but uh, eight eight years now, coming up on eight years. 
And we just started a new feed, Grimerica Outlawed, which is kind of more a little more controversial. It's a plus feed as well. And we're also got some exclusive content on Rockfin too. So it's been eight years for the regular show and a few months for the Outlawed. And Dar- I mean, Darren was into the ancient mysteries, like the ancient aliens thing. And I mean, I had a UFO sighting in the early 90s that that propelled me into kind of thinking about these things, but then I lost it for, I don't know, 10, 15 years. And then drug fuel. And then I got in a, in a drug <laughs> fuel. Then I got sober and then decided, you know, get interested in all this stuff again. And then listen to podcasts for years and decided Darren and I went to this conference and we we're like, we should talk to all these people on a podcast. So we did it. Still yeah, doing that's kind of similar to my story. I had uh, I had my drug fueled years, and then was asleep for a while, and you know, bad marriage, got out of it, and then decided to wake up and maybe do something a little a uh, little more substantial with my life, and look into some things that I thought were uh, important that most people didn't think were important, but uh, that's the way it usually goes. Um, now, as far as the, the, the show you've been doing, uh, like I said before, you guys were even an influence for me to get started with my show. Uh, it's, you know, you guys had some awesome guests and I was uh, listening to you guys for a long time before I even started doing my show. So thank you guys so much for that. Uh, you've had some amazing guests. Um, I thought tonight we could go pretty much all over the place. Um, I'd like to start with one of my favorite topics, the UFO phenomenon, just because of all the craziness, I guess you could say, going on with the media, the mainstream coverage right now. Uh, we've had uh, in the past few years the Tic Tac, Muamua. We had recently the Israeli defense official talking about the Galactic Federation, um, we have this new pyramid shaped footage, which is probably like a TR three <laughs> from the other day. The drone and drones the, off of California. Yeah. Yeah. The 180 day, um, information dump that's supposed to be coming out. That's probably going to be delayed and, you know, mostly in for good information retracted. But what do you think is happening right now with this modern disclosure? Do you think that there's some kind of pressing agenda while we're seeing all this right now or something underlying malevolent? Yeah, I do. I mean, I can't trust. I can't trust what they, all those mainstream headlines. I mean, I've wanted disclosure for years, this is and now, all hope now for I, for the you first know, four years. It's yeah, I mean, one of the reasons why we did the podcast is because we knew, like, I I was listening to skeptical podcasts and stuff, and they're poo pooing the whole UFO thing. I mean, once you get into that subject, I mean, that's kind of what got me into this whole thing, and all the witness eyewitness accounts, and all the people, and all our listeners that would email in and say, "Oh, I've seen this and that," and there's just a so much evidence of this going on. And of course we wanted, you know, some acknowledgement in the scientific community, not so much the government, but I wanted acknowledgement that this in the mainstream media, in the scientific community, this, this was a legitimate mystery. And uh, now that we've got it from the media, it's, it's, I, I can't stand it. I mean, I, I, I don't believe, I don't believe what's happening. I mean, yeah, we know you guys have been covering it up for so long, but um, now there's, I think it's, it's just smacks of deep state disinformation on whether they're setting us up for a, for a alien alien type uh, false flag or whether it's just uh, warning us of of ET craft that are really some other department in the military flying around uh, you know maybe they're gonna blame blame another country I, who knows I just don't believe believe what's happening right now yeah I have to agree I, I don't uh, I don't trust any of it and um, you know especially the sources is coming from um, you had the TTSA recently. We got a, uh, and 
of course, a rock star uh, spokesperson for it, uh, Tom DeLong, which I thought was ridiculous from you know the onset of that whole thing. Um, but when when it comes to like you know the Israeli defense guy saying that there's a galactic federation and off the wall things like he's that, I mean, where where do you take that? You know, you know, because well, there, there, there probably is you know? there probably is one, but they, no, it's on. just it's just come that on. I don't, like, and I'm not saying that these sightings aren't happening. I think they're happening all over the place. I just don't like the way it's becoming viral. I don't. And maybe I'm being hypocritical, or maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm just changing my my tune. Am I? Am I? Am I flip flopping on this, Darren? Are you I mean, flip flopping. I don't know. I think you guys are just. I don't think there's any aliens flying around. Oh, I, dude, I maintain I mean, that I don't think there's any aliens flying around. I think that I don't. You know, I started on the sort of ancient aliens thing, but I think it's more ancient humans. Okay, you, you've met, but I've met aliens. No, no, no I'll, I'll let just, you finish. I don't think there's aliens flying around. It's much more likely that it's uh, so governments, when, so, different governments. So when I, shit. when we went out, when we go out and meditate, dude, and, I was and, just out with Dave Matheson, and uh, you saw something. Okay, I, I didn't see shit. I was they back saw they Gav- saw something. Allegedly. They saw something. A yeah. whole whole group of people saw something. Flashbang. Yeah, no, it was Flash. more than a flashbang. It was separation and all this stuff that's just not really, it's not really part of our aerospace paradigm. Now, I'm not saying it's aliens, but when I go out and, ma- and when I you go just out, said no, 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 Galactic Federation. <laughs> that's different. That's not what, maybe not what you saw. But all I'm saying <laughs> is when we go out and try and manifest UFOs and it happens, what is it? Is that still secret space program stuff? Is that still Black Project military? I mean, maybe. I'm not saying it's not. That's but the easy the answer. Man. The easy answer is some sort of other intelligence. No, well, my worldview doesn't rule out the ability for you to manifest dots in the sky just because you want there to be dots in the sky. Well, dude, okay, but that's just not <laughs> Occam's Razor. Occam's Razor is Occam's Razor's aliens. For, we asked for ETs and we got them. I mean, what? How that's else can your you? Occam's Razor. What you just we're just manifesting lights in the sky that yeah. aren't like what are they? They're lights in the sky. Oh, see and that see see what we're dealing with here. <laughs> They're about spray. okay. Well, along the same lines, what do you think about um, all these you know hundreds of contactees and abductees that have very similar stories? You know, uh, they're taken on a ship. They're you know have these hybrid experiments. They're when they're taken, they're taken by little gray beings. They're taken through their walls, through the ceilings. You know, all these um, collaborating stories from these uh, contactees. Do you think it's just our government doing that? And you know. Um, just to screw with people or some yeah, kind of strange I, I, experiment? Yeah, I lean towards it's more of a MyLab thing than an ET My lab, sure. and then maybe even just like, uh, I mean, maybe it's like a weird sleep paralysis thing too that I think like because there's there's definitely that factor that comes into it or DMT. You know, there's just no real, because I've done DMT a couple of times and I mean, you know, I some alien looking dude said a word to me that I've never been able to remember or know what it said. Or, but, <laughs> but it was time, an important never word. It. It a- <laughs> so, right. I mean, but I, I think that's all within me. I, or I don't think that's... Uh, but I don't know. Maybe I think the whole universe within me some fucked up way. I don't know. Well, the the whole UFO, um, I guess, field has become kind of ridiculous, especially in the past few years. Uh, you have the infighting between like consciousness based um, ET researchers and the nuts and bolts 
researchers, you know, if you're consciousness based, you, you have to blindly believe a lot of this stuff, you know, just because space Jesus told you it's, it's true. And then, you know, the nuts and bolts guys, they, they don't have the scientific evidence to back up any of the, the stuff they're talking about. I think that both sides need to really come together, at least maybe come together and kind of discuss things and get a little bit more of a scientific approach to things. Um, you know, every once in a while, you'll see some good, um, you know, scientific field work, but it's probably far and few between when it comes to ufology. Yeah. You know, you can have a guy who sees a UFO in his backyard and the next day he calls himself a ufologist. You know, I think this whole field needs a lot of work, you know? Yeah, I got my, I got my move on my field investigator trainee card from 1995. And he's also Sweet. a member of C SETI in good standing <laughs> level contributor. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> And I didn't even, yeah. you know. I, Do you think? Uh, oh, oh, there goes yeah. Darren's mic. Pow, pow, pow. No, I, I, I kind of disagree with you, though. I feel like the scientific way to go is just, I mean, people people can try that if they want, but, I mean, it's not the easiest thing to measure, and I just feel like there needs to be more acceptance, and we, we need to just explore these things without worrying about whether we're proving them or not. I mean, people are having experiences of all kinds, and, I mean, you know, it's, it's just, I... I feel like we just have to let it let it happen and and uh, just be sort of more belief believe accept kind of thing and see what see how it goes. Yeah, you were talking about this uh, kind of CE five meditative thing where you can go out and and kind of summon a UFO. I've never done this before. I've had a few people that have done it. I've had a few people that do the you know these CE five protocols. And um, I'm wondering, you know, what are what exactly are you doing when you're going out there? You just kind of getting into a meditative state and focusing on seeing these things in the sky or something coming to you? How does that work? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot of it's about intention. I mean, really loving, having a loving intention, you know, a pure sort of loving intention on, uh, on obviously a peaceful sort of communication with other entities and you can do different sort of types of meditations. Uh, sometimes we do like a visualize a ring of light kind of like a pillar of light from where we are in our location, sort of shining kind of like, like, Hey, we're here, come down this light and visit us. Or sometimes we'll remote view, try and remote view a craft or like a situation where we're inviting people, people down. Those are some of the types of meditations that we've done. Sometimes I have a singing bowl or we read through, read through something. Um, just whatever we can get into some sort of group coherence, you know, some meditations through the week. And I'm not, Honestly, I, I haven't done it for a while either. And I, I, I have second, I, I question whether it's even a good thing to do that. I mean, I don't even really want to open up to other entities at all in, in a lot of ways. I mean, I think I've done it enough to prove to myself that there's something, there's some sort of communication going on. I don't know what it is and it doesn't really matter so much to me. I'm a little leery about why, how I can't even articulate this properly. We had a big discussion at the barbecue with, with some friends of mine that, that did this and we're trying to talk about it, but I'm a little leery about why are they forcing us to do these, um, ground, uh, ground based, like all these groups all over the world are making contact, right? All of, there's all different kinds of groups. There's hundreds, thousands of groups all over the world trying to make their own contact. And that's the only, that's the only sort of, way we're able to do this, you know, there yet, yet there's also, I would, I would believe there's some sort of entity contact in the government or black projects or in dark occult circles or whatever that why, why, why are they allowed to do that? Uh, it just seems like the world's going to hell in a handbasket and, 
and we're over here making contact with the, these people that are from another dimension or another reality and they won't help us in a way like it just i don't know it's it, yeah that is kind of strange because i um i've had my own meditative experiences and i've talked about this on a couple of shows where i've made contact with something. I don't know if it was just a part of my own psyche. I don't know if it was like, you know, my own consciousness I'm talking to, which it really didn't seem like it would seem like another intelligence that I was speaking with, uh, psychically, you know, I would ask a question and it would be received like almost immediately. And I'd have these, you know, beautiful feelings of love coming from whatever I was speaking with. But again, there's no way for me to tell what it was, if it was something outside of myself, if it was myself. And now we have all these celebrities now channeling extraterrestrials, talking to so-called extraterrestrials, when we don't really know what we're communicating with when we're in these meditative states, if they're you know, extraterrestrials or what some people might call deceptive entities or even demons or something like that. So how, you know, you're right. How do you know what you really are communicating with? Yeah. I think the intention is very important. I mean, I mean, uh, I had an experience with, I might as well tell it here cause I've been wanting to tell it for a while if, if you don't mind, okay. but, uh, yeah, of course. Oh, my, and Darren's mic is, how's my, is my mic. Okay. Is my mic. Okay. Am I coming yeah, through? Sounds, okay. Sounds good. We're having, sometimes we're having problems with other zooms, but Darren might have to do something with his here. So I'll, he quits. Uh, I'll talk, <clears throat> I'll talk about my experience. So my girlfriend's had, uh, had a like demonic, uh, shadow man, kind of like sleep paralysis, uh, incubus experiences for, for many years. Right. We talked about it. We, we tried a whole bunch of different things. It got better. It definitely got better. It wasn't always a problem, but we decided to do this sort of sort of magical protection thing. I was talking to sort of a mentor in this and I kind of put together a bit of a ceremony and a little bit of a chaos thing and, and, uh, and meditated on it. And, and the one time I did this, it stopped this attack in the middle of the night in its tracks. Like it, it just stopped. And, and she was blown away. And I, of course I was blown away. Cause I was like, Oh my God, I did. I actually did this, wrote this thing out and I, I'm not going to tell you the details here and I'll explain why. And then uh, it happened again a couple of weeks later and I did it, I did it again. And uh, in the middle of it, the thing started laughing and it had to leave. Like it basically, basically worked twice in a row once without her knowing I was doing it. The other time she knew I was doing it. And I, so I don't know why that works. Right. I mean, some sort of protection uh, thing, you know, based on love and light or whatever. And, and, um, not in a religious way, although that sometimes seems to work for people as well, but something, something connected there and, and, and it worked. And, and you hear about all these, all these times where people aren't supposed to share these details, right? They're supposed to keep it to themselves. And I ended up sharing it one night. So this, so like, let's say a year, year and a half goes by. I share it to Mike at OBDM. Cause we talked about him sort of having some similar issues and all that. Right. I explained to him what I did. I sent him the actual sort of sigil and the thing I did. And that next night she had an attack. I mean, how, what, how, what are the, what are the chances that the time I actually share it, I put it out there to somebody that it triggered. I think it did. I mean, the, the, the chances are so slim that it would have happened just coincidentally. Yeah. That's insane. And she tells me, and I did, I didn't tell her I did that. She tells me he showed up last night kind of thing. And I'm like, Holy fuck. The day after I shared that secret, basically. Is she still having any problems with that? 
Uh, no, except until uh, re- one once recently, actually, once recently, and 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 it, uh-huh. yeah, is is interesting. Uh, once recently, but I mean, to me, it it worked for a while, and then we 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 sort of set it up again, and it worked again. But then recently, something other other something else happened, and um, it could have triggered it, but. I mean, it's just fascinating. It just—I just thought it was appropriate when we're talking about different, you know, entities and being careful of what you, you know, what you do or whatever, right? Or how you, how you. So, how do we know how to how to connect, how to make contact, how to protect ourselves, how to what to share, what not to share? You know, can we can we at least share inspiration and and experience without sharing the details so that you ruin the experience? I mean. Yeah, it is. It's it's kind of touchy, um, and it seems like uh, you know the the paranormal or metaphysical and, and UFO phenomenon. It's connected in in so many ways. It's kind of hard to decipher if it's even really different. Um, you know, when you look at the the spirit realm or angels and demons, and these entities can interact with humans. You know, how do you know it's you know it's not the same. Th- type of thing that these whatever is considered an angel or demons really an extraterrestrial or vice versa these are it's all just the same type of entity that can be just so deceptive that they appear as whatever the hell they they want to appear as and uh can um kind of influence people in in different ways depending on uh, their intentions you know and does our collective unconscious or does our collective consciousness or egregore have something to do with how they show themselves or what we'll accept as being, you know, seen. Yeah. And that and that whole thing kind of brings me back to, it seems like uh, we just may be some sort of experiment for these highly intelligent entities, whether you want to call them aliens or extraterrestrials, or maybe even just advanced humans from the future that are uh, kind of, running everything who knows um there's all kinds of uh things that make me wonder if it's some sort of simulation or or, or experiment or something like that maybe it's all yeah. again i don't know what's going on with this mic yeah huh. maybe it's toast is that better or- uh, no it's still fuzzy a little bit oh hello 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 huh you think the mic's toast because you just changed the wire and no it could be another wire <laughs> it's always wires. There's a million wires. <laughs> so earlier you're saying like is that better? Yeah, yeah that, that is better. better. A lot yeah, of the. Um... I think we're gonna have to get a new mixer soon. Okay, yeah, God that's better. Sorry, it, sorry, Chris. We're just. Uh, oh, that's all right. Troubleshooting how on the fly be? here. How can be? There you go. It's fucking awesome. unbelievable. Sometimes, yeah. like, how can the fucking you it, just you just talked in it for two hours straight and nothing happened, and then all of a sudden it starts to crack. GoAmerica.ca/support. Need new mixer. We have, we have we have gas over here. We have gear acquisition syndrome. All right, what yeah. were you saying, Chris? Sorry about oh, that. Oh no, I was saying earlier. Uh, you were saying um, how you know possibly our own government and certain factions are the ones that are putting a lot of this stuff in the sky, or responsible for a lot of the things we see in the sky. Um, that being said, where do you think that this these um, I guess, where do you think they originally came from? Where do you think the materials that they, they're using for this came from? Was it actually physical crash material? Do you think that they it was somehow channeled, like, um, you know, like speculated uh, the Vril Society with the Nazis and stuff like that, how they reverse engineered craft? I'm wondering if it is us, and it is us creating this, how did we get the 
the knowledge of it, you know, what do you think about that? I think it was channeled and I think it was also, there could have been visitors back then that, I mean, I do think that some of those sort of tropes about ETs being crashed or, you know, uh, reverse engineered. I think that's possible. I think that's been happening. I just think it's been happening for longer than we realize. I mean, I think that high, there's something to do with, I mean, the timing around high jump and the, the apparent uh, cease fire in that thing and the connection with the government there could have some real, real reality to it. <clears throat> Maybe even like, you know, Hubbard and, and uh, JPL and all those guys fucking summoning shit in the desert could have something to do with it. I mean, you know, back in, back in the 1800s with the, uh, those guys flying around in the airships. I mean, I don't know. It's, it's, what do you think about NASA now that you brought that up? I mean, I uh, my friends and researchers are split down the middle when it comes to outer space in general. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You know, they think it's, uh, you know, half of, it, half of them think it's fake. Half of them think, no, everything is exactly like NASA tells us. We, you know, we got, you know, everything is, is a solar system. The planets work this way. Uh, the moon is this. But I don't know. There's some, there's some anomalies out there that I can't go either way and tell you for sure one way or the other what the hell's going on on up there um especially with the moon the moon's a major anomaly uh what do you guys think do you guys think that there's something going on out there do you think we have any operations on the moon any kind of secret space program i know we just have the space force but uh what do you think's up with space is it real <laughs> space is fake nothing leaves low earth space orbit is fake no darren's darren's kidding he's kind of half kidding i i know what you mean huh. i'm i'm right with you i'm right in the middle i don't know i think that there was there was people flying to the moon back in way earlier than we thought. I mean, I, I do think that I don't think we there's went moon, to the moon. I think there's moon bases. I think that I think that Iron Sky is more real than you think. That movie. I do think the moon is probably some sort of. I don't know if it was made. Or, I mean, here's the thing. It really more than anything when you really start going down the rabbit hole with the moon. It's it's not a spaceship you're going to find at the end of it, in my experience. As an, and this is when you're, you're talking about esoteric, when you're talking about just the numbers and the math and, the, and the, how it all adds up. And it, what it starts to really look like is intelligent design. Now, I can't spout off exactly all of the all of the crazy anomalies like Randall Carlson has explained it to me a dozen fucking times, but it just doesn't sink in. <laughs> but, but the different correlations between the size of the moon to the size of the earth, to the size of the sun to the size of the earth and the distances between them are all tied in at a fucking crazy high level. And it starts to seem like it's either a, there's some sort of uh, blueprint that, that things lay themselves out to, which is which would be more down the electric universe avenue or a sacred of things, geometry kind of thing. Yeah. A sacred geometry, which the electric universe I think would maybe follow, but or or it's it seems to be you know that intelligent design where I mean 
the one between the moon and the earth and the sun blows me away. But then you start looking at the moon as the moon and the sun are, you know, the moon's 400 times closer than the sun, but it's also 400 times smaller so that they can both appear to the same size in the sky to us is kind of fucking crazy. And, and the math is, is crazy too. So it, it's, I mean, when I talked to Randall Carson and the way he explains it is that the, the reason he doesn't, um, it's not perfect. So it's, it's very close. And, but when you get down to some of the distance, it's not perfect. So that's either we're not measuring it right, which I think is a giant possibility. Or, I mean, the way Randall says it, that blows my mind is he's like, or, you know, someone just, it's like the fucking blueprints to the building. It's like, yeah, it's supposed to look like this, but they just, you know, they just missed. (laughs) <laughs> which is, you know, starts right. to seem more like as you get older and into the 21st cent, 22nd, whatever fucking century we're in, you know, maybe it's just a little coding error. Someone forgot to carry something or they put a P where they were supposed to put a D or I don't know. But um, the universe starts to look kind of weird. I mean, and it's like that famous quantum physics quote that, that it's like when you, you're going to start here to get away from God and it's going to take you away from God. But when, when you start drinking, that's where you'll be. And the start of the cup is atheism, but at the bottom of the cup, God's waiting. But I mean, I'm not a God guy. I'm, I'm not, but when I say intelligent design, that's not what I'm saying, but there's, there's intelligent design there. I don't know who designed it or if that's just the way things work out, but that's how it starts to look at the, at the quantum level. And, and when you start looking at the, the weird sort of layout specifically between the earth, the moon and the sun, or the moon was just put there by people a long, 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 long time ago. I have a hard time with the anti-space thing with the, with the like no earth orbit or outside of earth orbit kind of thing. It would be a great geoengineering thing. Get the water sloshing around, you know? Yeah. I feel like it's just, it's just too big of a conspiracy for me to grab a hold of. Maybe in a few years. Yeah. That whole, the whole flat earth. Is that where this ends up? Do we end up as flat earthers at the end of the. No, it's no. Like you start a podcast no, and then 15 no. years later, no, you just no. fucking. No, I don't think so. I know. We've tried it. We've gone there. We've tried yeah, I can't. I, can, I can't. I've never I can't. even brought myself to do a flat Earth show no, yet. No, I, I can't. can't. Just it for didn't some go reason, well. I can't. It didn't can't. go well. No, that was probably one of our most controversial like <laughs> shows where Darren got insulted. Uh, right on. Right on the show. It was pretty funny. I got told you to got use triggered. my adult brain. Yeah. I got triggered. Oh, wow. I got triggered by a fellow. You told me to use my adult brain. Yeah. Because when <laughs> when when I jump in the air, the Earth doesn't spin away from me, and. Uh, I mean, we took it in stride. We made adultbrain.ca, which is now our audio book uh, publishing company, um, where we have books all about flat earth. <laughs> That's great. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah, earlier you were saying, I remember you said that, um, Darren, that you know it may not be ETs, but it may be just ancient advanced humans. And I know you've guys talked to Jared Murphy a couple of times. I've had him on a few times. I think he's a great uh, new researcher when it comes to some of the stuff that he's, he's researching, um, especially with the engineered soil and stuff like that. But when you think about it like that, you know, that it was just really ancient humans that uh, kind of were a breakaway civilization and they're, uh, they're kind of coming back around to check on us. It, it is an interesting thing to look at. Um, you know, especially when you look at 
the possibility that uh, these these beings with elongated skulls they may not necessarily have been from a different planet just maybe a different type of human because there were different types of humans they had little humans they had uh giants. different types of hominids giants you know it could you know not necessarily may have not come from space um and there's also a possibility that some of these breakaway civilizations may have gone underground in some spaces. I don't know. You know, it's, it's, it's just something to consider. <clears throat> yeah, I totally agree with you. I was going to say the inner earth too. I mean, that kind of fits in with a high jump as well, possibly Antarctica, some of the legends, I mean, Hyperborea, Atlantis, I mean, Agartha, I mean, how, I mean, how many of these things do we need to hear about ancient advanced civilizations coming from the North or the inner earth or wherever? I mean, it really just, I love, I love how. I think they're all the same. Yeah. Maybe. They're all like different names because here's the thing is it seems like it would be like the uh, indigenous or the Indians or the tribal people or the people that were living, like not how we're living right now. We're all like, talking on the internet through ways, but there's people in Africa and there's people in, you know, not Canada so much anymore, maybe in the far North of Canada, but definitely in South America, Africa, New Guinea, parts of Australia, you've got people who are fucking not far removed from how they were living 5,000 years ago or 10,000 years ago or 15,000 years ago. And? and if we get smashed with a rock from fucking space tomorrow and there's no power for six months or 12 months or five years or there's just no heat, there's no anything, those people are probably going to be best suited to be okay. You know, as long as they can maintain some food supply, maybe there are, some of them are in a lucky enough spot that they're not completely wiped out. I mean, most of us are fucking finished fast when the supermarket runs out of food and the cities start to devour themselves. And there's just once the supply, we're so dependent on the supply chain in the West and, and in the cities that just. And light and electricity. Yeah, it's I mean, not going to happen. Every, it's not just so, the food. But these other tribes are just flying. You know, they see the planes fly over and they don't really know what the fuck's going on. They're not talking to us. They're not involved in our society. And, and you know, who knows what they call us? Because I think in most instances, they kind of know we're there, you know? Like, what are those people on that island that ate that dude that tried to be the missionary? What do they call us? Oh, yeah. Do they, do they call us Atlantis? Do they call us fucking Hyperboreans? Who knows what they call us? But if we get smashed with a rock from space or, you know what the big one would be? Would be like a giant sort of solar flare sort of anomaly that just wipes out the electrical grid completely. So there's no more oil. There's no more fucking anything. We're in the Stone Age with some iron around, but those people don't even really know anything happened. But, um, so, I mean, when you look into Randall Carlson's work and you start to see that there's these, there's cataclysms and stuff like that. I start to think that Atlantis was kind of like we're at today, except maybe a little different, not exactly where there's this one society that's sort of global. Maybe it's not all connected. Maybe there's a Hyperborea and there's an Atlantis and there's a this and a that, just like there's an America and a Europe and a, and, uh, you know, shit went fucking south. And I I think there's evidence that they kind of knew shit was going to go south. And maybe they made some pyramids and filled them up with seeds. And maybe they buried Gobekli Tepe. And maybe they did all sorts of stuff out of stone because they knew shit was going to get fucking wild. Or maybe they didn't. I don't know. But I think that when these, the cataclysm that ended the Ice Age happened, that sort of ended 
whatever the fuck was going on. And the people that survived it didn't have the really the means or the, I mean, I'm sure there were some survivors that maybe went to those people and survived with them. Like Graham Hancock talks about, but they wouldn't have had the means to like, it'd be kind of like going and finding some, some tribe in the jungle of Brazil. That's never talked to fucking people before after we get wiped the fuck out and being like, well, what happened? And he's going to be like the plane stopped flying over top and <laughs> shit stopped whitewashing up on the beach. Right. Yeah. I talked to um, Randall about that a couple of weeks ago, uh, how we're most likely overdue for the next big cataclysm. Um, it's, it's been a while since we've had one. And um, according to all the cycles, um, we're, we're probably overdue for an asteroid or a mega quake or something like that. That could happen anytime now. And um, we are seeing a lot of um, a lot of earth changes in the past 10 years when it comes to the core of the earth heating up and the area of space we're heading into. Um, you know, some people think that we're going into a grand solar or minimum that that may cause a mini ice age so i think uh it possibly in our lifetime we may see a major cataclysm i don't know what do you guys think yeah maybe yeah i don't know i mean it, it could happen I anytime the carrington the carrington type thing could happen anytime i mean it does that's what i think part of darren's point was is it doesn't have to be a big rock from the sky you know a, a global change it could just be the Carrington event that affects North America, let's say, or, or, oh, or Europe, dude, we're I so mean. fucking naive and young in the whole experience of having this kind of stuff that we don't even know that the, the earth just doesn't do some little burp thing every fucking 500 years that, you know, no one would ever notice unless they had a bunch of fucking little power grids and stuff. But I mean, I don't know. I think that the human, I mean, it starts to get really cool when you, and weird when you look at like all the different legends around the world or how, you know, this one tribe says they got down to 40 women and the, you know, that's kind of how, where the arranged marriages came from because they had to fucking really watch it for a long time to make sure that there wasn't, uh, inbreeding and stuff like that. And you've got stories out of the Bible where you have, 40 days and 40 nights of rain and a great flood. And you start thinking about a meteor impacting the ice sheet and putting a bunch of water into the atmosphere and, and just making it rain like a motherfucker. I hope that shit don't happen during our lifetime or my kids or, you know, but we made it through the last one. But it kind of makes you wonder what we should be putting our global resources on, right? Instead of fighting against this global warming and our car taxing us for carbon. And how about making it resilient to catastrophes of whatever sort? Right. Yeah. Climate changes. I mean, climate change has always changed. Um, if you look at the, uh, the ancient building techniques, they used to, you know, build pyramids and shit to re to go against earthquakes and tornadoes and they're still standing. And we, uh, we can't recreate any of that stuff today, which is pretty sad. Uh, but yeah, I think I, I would hate to see another cataclysm in our lifetime, but, uh, you never know what could happen. But when you, you're talking about, um, breakaway civilizations and possibilities of, uh, um, you know, ancient humanoids that still could be around. 
that's where I think um, maybe Bigfoot might come in. What do you think? Do you think Bigfoot is an ancient hominid? I have, uh, I'm, I'm sure you get the same argument for researchers on that too. Some of them think he's an interdimensional Wookiee alien uh, that'll disappear into the woods if you try and look for him. And some think he's just a, a very clever hominid that knows how to, you know, survive and and hide throughout all these years. What do you think Bigfoot is? Well, if you, if you crossbred, you know, the Nephilim or the giants with, uh, with man or whatever, what if, what if, what if Bigfoot was just a, you know, crossbred guy stuck in the woods for, or, you know, all over the world, they're stuck in the woods. I mean, who knows what you can do with your mind or what you can do with, I mean, maybe that, maybe they can just biolocate or do so. I mean, it doesn't have to be technologically advanced to be able to do what people see them doing, but I don't think it's just a haunt. I don't think it's just a flesh and bone hominid. I mean, there's too many, there's just too many weird stories. Like whenever you, whenever there's too many, I, I, I believe in people and their stories for the most part, whenever you get too many stories, whether it's UFOs or Bigfoot or astral travel or psychic stuff or demonic or whatever it is, there's something there, I think. And it's not just people's imagination. It's not just people seeing shit. There's something there. I'll shoot that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen yeah, him I agree. yet. People's I'm accounts in the bush are really a lot. Important. I'm in the I, bush I think so, a yeah. lot. You think I'm too far north for Bigfoot? No, yeah, probably. There's a probably little south, a little further west. Yeah. You'd probably, you, yeah. But he'll he'll run away from you. He does, he's not going to let you shoot him. This is it, I guess. Yeah. I'll never see Bigfoot. <laughs> You know. Yeah, you can mount him on the wall there. <laughs> the interesting thing about Bigfoot is what happens to a pig within like a couple of years of being let into the wild. It gets all hairy and grows giant tusks. and really? Don't take long. Really? Oh, yeah. Within like three years, I think. I'm just fucking saying that. I don't know offhand, but it's something <laughs> like it's it's less than five years. I think it's three years. A pig, a full-grown pig will go from being like the pig, pink pig you see at the farm to be in a fucking wild boar looking fucking thing with giant tusks and all hairy fuck you up in the It bush. doesn't even take like a couple generations of evolution to get there. It's just no, man. instant, it's like fucking, instant. Uh, yeah. I'll Google it while you guys are talking. <laughs> Since clearly That's you're not going to do it while I'm talking. <laughs> Well, you know, in, when you look at the, the Bigfoot as maybe a paranormal thing, um, I can kind of see that when you look at these places like Skinwalker Ranch yeah. or, you know, these concentrated uh, hotspots that people are always seeing Bigfoots or aliens or UFOs or paranormal activity. Uh, the fact that they're showing up there along with all this strange activity and, you know, cryptids and stuff like that makes you kind of think hmm, this may, this may be a paranormal type thing. Um, what, what do you think is going on in some of these areas like uh, Skinwalker Ranch, Sedona, Mount Shasta, these places of like super energy where people are always reporting paranormal activity, UFOs, cryptid sightings. Do you think it's something underground, some kind of electromagnetic anomaly that's kind of causing all this what do you think i don't know but i mean just thinking on the bigfoot thing again it could be uh, I, a lot of my a lot of my like i i don't know i'm on the fence with so many things and i i don't really try and get it down one road or another too too close because i don't want to be dogmatic about anything but it could be in all of the above again a lot of the things are all of the above like the sasquatch thing could be there could be the paranormal like sort of high strangeness thing and there could be like a giganopithecus or whatever they call that uh that other thing in the north in the uh, northern states there or in the states. Can't remember what they call them. 
you know, it could be, it could be, it could be all that, you know, maybe it's all of it. And, and the, I mean, I was going to say one of the reasons why I put credence into that as well is I don't know if you've heard that part. I heard a podcast a few years back. I think it was, um, banal banal's podcast with the two guys that had that portal experience. They had those, what was it? Shadows or something coming out of that portal. I mean, just hearing those guys that are serious about this shit, talk about that experience. It was mind blowing to me. Like it sounded really real to me. I don't think it's ever been sort of debunked as like these guys were lying or bullshitting everybody or, or disinfo. But I think that it's just more interdimensional portals and stuff. I think, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I just think there's, there's places where you can get from one realm to the other, maybe, or I don't know what activates it or if it's a natural thing or a, you know, magical thing or whatever. But I do think that again, there's enough encounters and enough evidence that there's something to it. Yeah, I think there uh, there is something to it. I'd I'd love to um, visit one of those areas. I really haven't gotten out there yet, just to kind of see for myself. Kind of freaky you know, too. Really. What it feels I mean, like, you, you know? Yeah, I mean, do you want to? Do you, I don't know if that's a smart thing. I mean, do we want to go to? <laughs> it may not be. You know. I mean, you know, even even uh, I just heard. I talked to my friend who's quite involved. Where are we in, going? In the CE five thing, right? That's a, that's a good cack we could do at. Uh, Got to be a better at, way to at, say at that. The, at the ranch, <laughs> at the ranch. Um, what's his name's ranch? Gil- Gilliland, like... Gilliland's ranch. Uh, we he's were... anti yeah. we. And go. he was like, he's complaining that Greer's people that have been, you know, um, he, I guess he wrote a nasty letter or memo to, to Greer about, you know, I guess he's been healing a lot of people that have had these experiences after being with in Greer's place. So there's a whole, you know, rift in the UFO community and experiencer community with people making contact. And you know how Greer's about all the, you know, the, the positive contact and, and uh, <laughs> other people have different opinions. So, I mean, his, fan. his ranch is another one where there, like, there's a lot of things that, that happen there, but I don't know. Do we want to open ourselves up to stuff like that? Do you want to go to a ranch with portals and have a, and a, have a Grimerica meetup? I don't there? mind the ranch with go? the portals, but he's got like a fucking hard weed ban, man. I'm yeah. not okay with that authority. Let's have a sober, oh, Let's have a sober contact at the cabin. No. Who am I to say how other people (laughs) should fucking maintain their consciousness? No, just, you know, we can just go and just, you know. Just what? Just do it sober. All right. Well, we'll, we'll, you could, you could run. (laughs) (laughs) All right. For, uh, for the next section of the show, we're going to take it to some modern events and uh, try and be careful not to get banned here with what we talk about, but. You guys know what we can and can't what? say here. Um, <laughs> since 2020, we don't, we are, we in, are we in the, the, the damn apocalypse or what? Um, you know, I've, I've had uh, a whole range of guests with a whole range of theories on what's really happening right now, whether this whole thing was planned out from the beginning, step from step, like a Hollywood writer scripting uh, an event or was was what we're experiencing right now from 2020 with the whole pandemic thing. Um, is it just opportunities, um, you know, um, these, these elites taking advantage of these opportunities with their agendas by pushing through these agendas? Um, 
you know, just taking advantage of natural things that happened? Or was it all completely planned or maybe just a mix of both? You know, some of it's planned and some of it's uh, opportunistic. I don't know. What do you think is going on right now? Are we in a complete uh, NWO controlled um, Illuminati dystopia that's going to keep on going like this or what? Go ahead, buddy. I don't know. <laughs> I try not to pay attention. Honestly, any more than I have to for the shows uh, that we do and we talk about it and some guys go back and forth and I've heard all sorts of different different angles from people that I respect and, you know, whose opinions I trust and I just, I don't do the black pill. I just look at, I mean, if I really look at 2020, it was, uh, I had a great year, you know, in 2021 people are saying is worse but you know from my perspective it started out even better than 2021 2020 2020. was and 2020 was better that was the best year yet um so i don't know i try not to get caught up in in the whole fucking giant world that's out of my control and just 100 percent worry about the things that are 100 percent in my control and that's kind of how i wake up and face my day you know, I, I, sometimes I wear a mask and sometimes I wear my face shield and it's all sort of dependent on what kind of fucking mood I'm in and how I feel like dealing with people where I am. And I'm just sort of, just sort of existing. I mean, I live in kind of a weird bubble where no one else cares. So I'm lucky in that regard. I don't have to worry about losing my job for freaking out about vaccines. So, I mean... You know, I pick and choose my battles. Like I said to Graham today, I'm not going to fight with my neighbor over a vaccine. I'll probably the next time they ask, I'm just going to say, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ooh, fuck. Still sore. Uh, Just because it's easier. It's my neighbor. I don't need them to hate me over a medical decision that was ultimately none of their business and doesn't need to be any of their business. If they want to hear, yeah, okay, yeah. You know, if it's a stranger or on the show or people I care about or love or people I honestly you know, want to intervene on their decisions for whatever reason, or if they're worried about it, then I'll kind of take that case by case. But I'm sort of trying to sit back. I can't remember who told me this or where I heard it, but it's just sort of try and sit back and not take any of it personally and sort of just look at it as this is where the world's at. This is where the world was going to be at. Um, So... I don't know, just get in there and do what you can to make it a better place, I guess, honestly, whether that's by jumping up and down and screaming or being all black pill or, I mean, going and doing great events like we've been doing and with amazing people. And, you know, honestly, that's the thing that seems to make the biggest difference where, you know, you come off the mountain and no no one really, you forget. You drive into Vegas and you're like, oh, yeah. I forgot about this, this fucking masks and chemtrails. And- see, for me, it just seemed that that's when I, it just, it gets so disheartening and disappointing. You know, you see a, well, you skipped Jack, you didn't get your bucket filled up. No, 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 no. I mean, <laughs> I know, but I mean the, the entering the Vegas part, it, oh, you yeah. know, well, entering the, Vegas just, just like, seems like it would be creepy. It's just the like, going, you know, going down like, cause I haven't put a mask on in so long and, and I go into the, the grocery store and. And I see so many people and it just, it's very disheartening to me. It's very, it's very, um, maybe I'm, maybe I'm too empathetic right now of what's happening, but 
just to see what's what's going on with people just lockstep following along what these big pharma paid shills are ordering us to do. It's just mind boggling to me. So I'm more of the black belt. I'm more of, I'm more of this, like I'm trying to pay attention without attaching to it, you know, like non-attached appreciation to what's happening. And it's, it's a, it's a sort of a, a, you know, a thin line to sort of balance on all the time. I appreciate Darren's but, point of view. And I mean, he doesn't want to piss off his neighbor cause he's, you know, well, he's having barbecues and chickens and he's doing things like, problem. no, that's right. That's but, all, but, my, but, but you fight back pretty to. hard when you need to though. I mean, the, Oh like yeah, you, I'll fight back like, this because like, I'm my problem. Cause you have a pretty strong opinion, but it's, it's you're, you're judging your environment and how you react. I appreciate that where you're like, you're not going to fight an, a stupid fight. That's not going to, get you anywhere with your neighbor now they when now you I can got a you know but if you're stranger if you're stranger problem. bugs yeah you would tell them what you think of the job if and the cops I mean, bug me know. i'll tell them what i think yeah. of the job if the yeah. border patrol agent bugs me i'll give them a fucking piece of my and mind call them nazis like but my did, neighbor yeah. doesn't need a piece of my mind yeah, yeah. he just wants i got you yeah and but I, I think this is all planned though i mean this is a this has been in, in works for decades it's planned it's happening we're living through the slow car crash and i don't know where it's gonna end up Get guns. Yeah. Get your guns. <laughs> now, what, what is it like for you guys in your area? Are they really enforcing a lot of the you know mandates and masks and stuff still in around where you guys are? The masks seem to still be a thing. People, some places get upset about the masks. I mean, like a lot of places have really backed off, though. I've noticed, like especially in a professional environment, like it's just where it was super hardcore. You know, for a while it was super hardcore and some sites still are, but then other ones are, you, you could just see it slowly. Just like really people are just like, it's the people who are carrying it out. Cause I mean, it's just like, I just traveled internationally and they, I didn't stay in a hotel and I kind of bypassed all that. And I wasn't even super polite about any of it. And, um, I kind of gamed it. And then I went to the dentist and I have to say on the forum that, uh, I've been out of the country in the last 14 days. And I mean, the place almost implodes. No one knows what to fucking do. There's nobody to call. There's not a number. So they're just like, oh yeah. I was like, well, I'm not comfortable lying on this forum. I was just in like four different states. And she's like, oh dear. (laughs) And she's like, well, shouldn't you be quarantined? And I was like, nah, they said I didn't need to do that. And she's like, okay. So then she's, I see her go talk to like a couple of her coworkers. Maybe her little manager. No. So eventually it goes to, they just go talk to the dentist and the dentist says it's fine. So it's fine. And then, I mean, the same thing happens for my massage a few days later where it's like, well, I was just out of the country and they're like, well, we'll just ask the masseuse. And the masseuse is like, Oh, no problem. I mean, basically it boils down to, do they want the money or not? Do they want the business? And it's just like, so all these weird rules are, uh, cause I don't mind lying to the government cause I think they're being fucking assholes and they're lying to everybody else and people I love and care about are going to get fucked up because of it. But I don't want to lie to my job or I don't want to lie to my dentist or I don't want to, and I don't want to, especially I was at the dentist with my kid. So I don't want to like <laughs> my kid fucking knows I was in the state. So she's going to watch me just lie on a form now. And you know, it's just, I don't want to live my life that way. I'll just tell the truth and deal with the consequences. But they are, but they are locking us down a little bit more now. They're basing it on vaccine percentages, which is insanity to me. 
Um, but they're trying. I mean, I don't know how far it's going to get, how many people are going to push back, when it's going to reach a tipping point where they stop, where the cops will not do what the government tells them to. Because right now, there's some of the provinces are starting to try and control traffic between provinces. and So it's getting worse, believe it or not, at this point. You know, and and you know it makes you wonder. They've been masking and social distancing and trying all these things, and now they're jabbing everybody, and it's getting worse. So maybe they should get the hint that it's not fucking working, but they don't. They don't even care. Right? Yeah, they they don't. It's it seems like they don't even care how much people wake up or realize what kind of shenanigans are going on. They're still going at it full blast. And this is a really frustrating thing for me is with all the censorship and cancel culture and everything else, you can't get a sense of where most people stand uh, with this. It's hard to tell where the, the majority of people are leaning towards. I mean, in the beginning, you could kind of see, you know, people are waking up fighting against this. Now we're just seeing one side because you have to search deep for any kind of you know real alternative news now you know you got to go to all these alternative sources rockfin bit shoot you're not going to find anything good on youtube mostly so it's really hard to gauge where the majority of people are standing with this do you think most people are kind of saying this is bullshit or the majority is still kind of fucking sleeping still I think almost <laughs> everyone's come around to this is bullshit. No, I, don't I think that's why I think that's why the media is going fucking berserk and they're threatening vaccine passports. I mean, if they had seventy-five or eighty percent of us fucking gung ho, they wouldn't have to be threatening your right to travel. They wouldn't have to be, you know, putting ads in every fucking magazine. I wouldn't be driving by fifty billboards a day around Calgary that tell vaccine this vaccine that if you're 40 get this if you're any vaccines fine i mean there's fucking 50 billboards around calgary right now telling me to get a vaccine and yeah you, you know, can look at that both ways fucking really. everywhere and i really think it's just because they're just i think and and the other thing is like i'm i'm around all over all day and um the general consensus from all and it's not everyone but it's probably 80 percent somewhere between 70 and 80% are like, this is fucking outrageous. Most of them will wear the masks. They don't know what to do. To the, to the person, you know, most of them will wear the masks in every situation. They're not traveling. You know, they're having barbecues, but they're not really telling too many people. And, but they don't know what to do. But it's like almost to a person that I go around, and I live in a bubble and I'm very vocal and I don't shut the fuck up. So, I mean, people will probably shy away from sharing opposite opinions with me. <laughs> but, I, and there's also, and I'm not an asshole. It's just, I don't, I'm not shy. But also there's this, a bunch of people that I've, I've watched slowly gravitate. So it's like, they were kind of like. The gravitate chicken, which way? That chicken's got a crush on you, Grandma. Gra gravitate you. which way? Um, away. From like, I mean, even like, there's a bunch of gravitate, even older people, the other way too, though, even older people that were all in that were like, you know, they're still going to get the shot. Don't get me wrong. They're still going to go get their shot, but they don't fucking think they have any fucking hope of dying from COVID. And they think it's a giant government overreach and there's, you know, they're still going to get their shot. But I think but they want to go to Paris in the summer. Well, yeah, that's that's just it. And honestly, I don't think their trip to Paris is ever in jeopardy. I really don't. I really think if you just fucking hold up, be patient, and and relax, it's it's they're gonna miss the mark. Yeah. I I don't. I think this like, and I was just down in the states where it's it's like, uh, 
full on. I was actually talking to a cop in Utah who's been a cop there for a long time and is pretty high up. And uh, he's like, from day one, our instructions were, uh-uh, we're not, we're not getting involved in implementing this stuff. We're not getting involved in enforcing it. And I think, you know, there's probably some spots where, you know, clearly Ontario is a little bit fucked up, but the hope is that eventually, I mean, at this point, you almost hope they'll just keep pushing because, because like I say, I, I do think that we're the, a, a big majority. And I think the harder they push, the more likely it will, uh, the more likely it'll be. Reach that tipping point. Yeah. And I don't mean about just vaccines because i think that even like it's, it's more about the lockdowns and the health freedoms but i mean i mean ultimately when it comes down to like the the crazy mandates and stuff like that it's just everyone's had enough of that that's like i think they 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 did that for too long to maintain i think you know like you got riots in places where there's not usually riots and like there's riots in canada for fuck's sake and there's just there's just a level of social unrest seems to be growing and growing. And then I seen like Australia kind of opened up with now they're flying to New Zealand and there's no testing and there's no vaccine requirements. And it's just sort of, it, you have to wear a mask. I mean, honestly, I don't know if the mask will ever go away on airplanes, um, which sucks. I mean, here's one thing, a little guilty pleasure I have is that uh, I don't mind that the people that make my food are wearing masks and gloves. I mean, it almost seems like an extension to the hairnet, especially at like Popeyes and stuff. You know, I just, I don't know. I feel a little better when they hand me my fucking sandwich with the glove on and the mask. So, I mean, I, I guess oh there's a God. time and a place for a mask. Oh my God. What do you think? <laughs> well, but I don't think to... in a restaurant, in a restaurant where you got people who are trained cooks, I think that's different. I would never tell a chef to wear a mask because he's trained to work with food. But let's be honest. The people working at fucking Popeye's don't have a fucking clue what they're doing. And uh, <laughs> and they're just dumping shit in the fryer. And, you know, we could throw a mask on them. It wouldn't, it would, you know, it's a few minutes. Yeah, that's that just my, the, that's a thing in me. Protection. You know, that's my <laughs> own fear of germs or something. But I just, you know, yeah, I just notice when I do a fast food thing and, and Buddy's got a mask on while he's, because especially like Harvey's, you can see him making your burger, right? So then it's like, okay, well, now I don't feel bad. You know, I can see him even like wiping, oh. <laughs> wiping but his mask is there. So I don't feel so bad. And it's like, what was that two years ago? That was just fucking snot in my burger. <laughs> Yeah, well, right now I live in Colorado, and um, it's 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 more strict than the state I used to live in. I used to live in Louisiana, and in the South, in the United States, it, people are you know they're they're not going for this stuff. Um, and in Louisiana, nobody wore a mask hardly ever. You could go to a store and see just people without masks everywhere. Um, but I recently moved out here to Colorado. It's a little more strict, but like you said, it looks like, um, things are starting to open up a little here and there. We're having like, um, concerts here in the summer. We're having bars open up here soon. Um, actually we went out to a bar the other night, which was kind of nice. No one was actually wearing a mask there and it, it felt nice to get out and kind of mingle. But, um, I have a feeling it's not going to last. I, I, I personally, I think it's going to be one of those things where 
they they give us a little freedom, let out the the, the rope a little bit, and give us um you know a little bit of happiness and and good times this summer. But then maybe October, September, we're gonna have new variants and and uh you know this brand new wave of whatever. COVID or SPARS or whatever they're going to do. I just don't see it lasting. I think that they're going to have another pushback. They want to give us a little bit of um, leeway and then kind of reel us back in again and keep that fear and despair going. That's just my personal opinion. Um, But I'm hoping that things continue to open up. Uh, We're supposed to be more open up during the summer, but uh, I guess we'll just have to wait and see there. You're supposed to be open up all the time. Yeah, you're right. We are supposed to be open up all the time. Uh, now we got, uh, I got a few minutes left. I want to ask you when, when you look at everything, um, when it comes to the, uh, the people in control of everything, whatever you want to call them, the elites, Illuminati, um, bankers, the big oil people, whoever's at the top, um, the more you look into it, you can't avoid eventually coming to the occult and occult rituals and, you know, human sacrifice and all this stuff that uh, seems to be occurring at elite levels. What I want to know is, do you think that at the very top, these, these people that are giving orders, the top of the pyramid that they really believe in any of this occult stuff uh, and that it's, not just these lower level, you know, secret societies that may not be pulling the strings, but taking orders. And they're the ones that are really into the occult stuff. And the ones at the top don't even really believe in any of this. Um, because I've, I've heard, um, different theories from different researchers, different people. I'd like to get your take on what, it. What, do you, what do you think? What do I think? Yeah. I think that, uh, the, Personally, I don't. I don't think the ones at the very top. Um, I think that they're just about money and control and power. I don't even know if they're into this occult rituals. It's very possible, um, but I think it's the lower level kind of secret societies and and celebrities and people that don't really have any power, but they're given these orders and they're they're you know they're told that they have to be a part of these occult rituals and secret societies and and stuff like that to get anywhere to have any power and it could be all just like a confusing ruse to get you know people to think that they're satanists running the world when it's really not satanists i don't know um it could go either way but that's just the way that i'm starting to see things um i could see it differently next week the more i look into something but uh you know i don't know for sure yeah, I agree with you on <clears throat> on changing your sort of view and opinion on it for sure. That's what happens to me. It's just an evolving evolving thing, but at this point right now, I I almost think the opposite. I think the highest level are are probably pretty dark forces. It could even be some spiritual influence there like Archon or Egregore or something that's yeah, I've gone I don't back know. and forth I mean, on that one. I don't know about possession or or just influencing or whatever. And then I think that that this whole it seems to me like there's people that are implementing that and the implementers are telling these middle managers of this global agenda, which is the, our influencers and Hollywood types and musicians and artists and politicians and elite uh, corporate executives and Silicon Valley and all that. And I think they're just a bunch of trolls a lot of times. I mean, I think that part of this implementation is to troll us and, I think there's a belief in it, but it's almost like the more they make these movies about stuff that are fiction, they're, they're, they come out as fiction, people don't believe that they're real. It's almost like they just hide hide it all 
in a in a fictitious conspiracy and 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 I think that that doesn't mean it's not real. I think it means that they just they're hiding it in plain sight. That's kind of where I'm at right now, but it it's constantly evolving, especially this kind of thing because I see all this blatant symbolism and blatant um even numerological stuff, astrological symbolism. And you're like, how, how can they, how can, and then sometimes I'm like, how can they, how can any human put all this stuff together? It has to be divine influence. I mean, it has to be some sort of greater, how can it not be a video game? And then, uh, yeah, exactly. How can it not be a video game? You know, and then you wonder like, are they just trolling, 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 you know, but trolling because it's powerful. I mean, it, it divides us. It, uh, it it gives us a skewed view of who's in control, May, or maybe not. Maybe, it, I don't know. It's, We'd figure out a way to divide ourselves anyway. I mean, let's be honest. We've been doing a pretty good job of it since the fucking dawn of time. But um, I don't know. They're probably controlling this shit. I mean, it sucks, right? Motherfuckers. Here's what I think <laughs> is I just, I'm I we were kind of talking about it earlier is just like, I just don't have time to worry about it right now. I got shit I want to do and I'm just going to worry about trudging forward and, and doing that. And hopefully I'm not in a concentration camp in 10 years or in two years or in three months. months. I mean, touch wood that don't happen. But in the meantime, I'm just going to keep doing what I got to get done. And, and hopefully, um, it'll all work out in the end. I think uh, my outlook on life allows for that. That's kind of the point is to just do the best that you can. And, you know, if it don't work out, at least you gave it a shot. And uh, I, I think know. it's it's tough to know how much, what to put into pre- preparation. Thing, for I trust my God how, how more you... than them in the fucking in the, at the end of the day. I trust my gods more than them or theirs. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, I think I think that's a great way to look at it. If more people worried about their own lives and their own shit and taking care of themselves instead of all the other bullshit in the world, we might get a little further than we're getting right now. Um, but uh, yeah, I have to agree with that, guys. Thank y'all so much. Um, that was an awesome podcast, and I'd love to talk to y'all again in the future. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. That was time. great. It was nice to chat with you. And if even yeah, if my gods don't end up existing, then at least they'll be naive until the end. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah, well, that was super fun, guys. Um, like I said, I'd hope to uh, speak with you guys again in the future. Thanks, buddy. Thanks. Yeah, yeah and until next time, everyone, have an excellent evening. Who's going to kill this sacred cow? You were never political anyhow. Since when did you start trusting in the government? Since when was it okay to ridicule and shame your neighbor? Your opinions have become, your opinions have become as fickle as artificial flavors. What matters most to you? What the TV host told you to do? Or a moral compass that points true north or true? Who's gonna kill this sacred cow? You were never religious anyhow. Since when did you kiss the ring on the hand of the Pope? Since when do we need pharmaceuticals to cope? Your soul has become 
ever-loving soul has become as brittle as communion wafers. What matters most to you? What the Holy Ghost told you to do? Or a moral compass that points true north, oh true. I'm gonna kill, I'm gonna kill this sacred cow. Bureaucrats think I'm non-essential anyhow. Since when has our culture become so lowbrow? It's all touchscreens, and nobody has any know-how. Your idea of fun, your idea of fun, is taking a thousand and one photos of your duck face. Matters most to you, what the celebrities most told you was cool, or a moral compass that points true north, oh true. I'm gonna kill. This sacred cow I'm gonna kill Your sacred cow I'm gonna kill Your sacred cow I'm gonna kill I'm gonna kill Your sacred cow I'm gonna kill I'm gonna kill your sacred cow I'm gonna kill I'm gonna kill Your sacred cow I'm gonna kill I'm gonna kill I'm gonna kill Your sacred cow I'm gonna kill 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 Your sacred cow I'm gonna kill, I'm gonna kill, I'm gonna kill Your sacred cow